Oh my God, Throwing Shade is one of my favorite things in the world. What's Throwing Shade? It's not just one of the best podcasts ever. It's one of the best things ever. It's our friends Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi. Yes. They have a show. It is new-ish to the Earwolf family. They've been doing it for years, but they just brought it over here. And it is it is truly, and I, I honestly mean this, it is one of the very few things that I can rely on to make me laugh out yes. loud. Yes, I have on more than one occasion had to pull over my car – because I'm laughing so hard. Wow. And I can't, like, tears are coming. That's and responsible driving, and I appreciate that. Yeah. It is, it's so fantastic. If you haven't listened to it yet, please do. You've had, they've had some great guests, including Dave Holmes and Matt McConkey. True. One of the most fun times I've ever had on a podcast. I mean, they're just so funny. Allison Rosen, Arden Marin, John Hodgman. Yeah. Uh, that, recently, they've discussed the, uh, the hashtag MeToo movement. Mm-hmm. They have wrung humor out of that. Uh, Oprah's Golden Globe speech. Mm. Uh, a lot more in the world of uh, LGBTQ issues, pop culture, politics, feminism, all of it. I uh, like to think of it as the thinking person's version of this show. That's very true. That's 100% true. Go and listen and subscribe to Throwing Shade in Apple Podcasts and Stitcher on your favorite podcast app. Matt, Dave, how are you? I'm good. Guys, good. welcome to Homophilia. Yeah. This is the show where we talk to queer people about what they love and who they love. Exactly. And it feels like home. Yeah. It's right there in the title. Oh, oh that's why we named it that. That's exactly People that. have asked us a lot and I've never had a good answer, mm-hmm. but now we do. It's home. Kick off your shoes and uh, relax your socks. Yeah. Um, What's going on? Uh, Matt, I am riding high right now. Yeah? I am... Oh, I mean, this is a really, this is like, this is a big day for me. I feel victorious inside. Uh, I won HQ today. Oh, yeah. Oh, I won I HQ. saw something about this on Twitter. Are you up on HQ? You know I don't know what it is. You got to walk me through it. Okay. It is a, uh, it is an online trivia game, mm-hmm. right? That happens live on your phone. Right, so you it and it's twice a day on weekdays. It's uh, noon and six Pacific time. That's three and nine Eastern. Yeah, and uh, and there is a host, and he is live in a studio, and it's video, and it pops up on your on your phone screen, and you are asked a series of twelve questions that range from very easy, like you know, one dollar, who wants to be a millionaire, easy questions, yeah. to just so hard that you couldn't like the greatest. Trivia mind in the world can't get them all. Yeah, even so your Louis Vertels and your Guy Branum. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the thing is, it's like it's frustrating. It's frustrating for any a, a lot of reasons, <clears throat> but chief among them is that I will always go out on like question eight because I don't know which Pikachu is in charge of you know throwing throwing fire and which one does water and whatever. Like there's a lot of like okay. video gamey questions oh, sure. that I will never get in a million years. No. And then I go out on that and then there's you know a question about you know uh who played two different roles on Melrose Place and I'm like Rob Estes of course and that's question 12 and I know that but I've gone out cuz I don't know my Pikachu's and right are, are, is the idea that you aren't you're not supposed to google or you they can't. assume you, you have can. 10 seconds so this is a game of how fast you can Google something. To me, I guess it might be, and I've heard. Yeah, there's one one of the one of the shirts in the HQ merch store says "I don't Google." So uh, if you're super fast, or I guess I guess, oh shit, you know what? I'm just coming up with this now. I'm coming up with this strategy now, which is not good. This is a nefarious what? strategy, and I'm giving it to our listeners, and I don't want you to use it. But I guess you could say, "Hey Alexa, 
right before you ask the question, and then maybe she might give you the answer in, in time. But oh, you only yeah. have 10 seconds. And a lot of that is is taken up with him asking the question, then the thing pops up and yeah. whatever. So today, I lucked out. And actually, what the deal was, was I decided to run to the gym, do the gym, and then run back from the gym. So when I got home, I was exhausted, and I was uh-huh. like, I was too tired to second-guess myself. And I think that might be the key to the whole thing. Oh, wow. Because I just had the magic finger. That's when you're your true self. That's, yeah. So I got all the right answers. Uh, The prize was $2,000. What? Split among around 800 people. (laughs) So I won $1.68. And it all goes into an account that once it gets above $20, then you can download it into, like onto your PayPal. Oh, and it's real money. This is not Bitcoin. No, it's real money. It's real money. And I I know people, uh, Casey Donahue, do you know? He's like a a filmmaker. He's won $6,000 on it. He's like second place in the world. Um, Yeah, so I just have to keep, I just have to win Four to seven more thousand times. So and this then is it'll what you're doing every day at noon and six. At noon and six. That is what, that's where I am. If you want to sign up, use my code, Dave Holmes. I get an extra life from it. Today, I did not need any extra lives. Who's, I got uh, all the way through. Who's hosting? Uh, he's an, a guy named Scott Rogowski. Uh-huh. He is incredibly charming. He's super duper charismatic. Um, he is perfect for this role. Um, he will occasionally go on vacation and other people fill in and it's never quite right. Um, but he's got like, he's got a real charisma to him. Um, and he's truly like, he's at a green screen and he has to fit into the tiny box on your phone oh, right. so he can barely move. But he he's uh, he's great. Uh, he gets very enthusiastic when he tells you how many winners there were. I live for the moments where he announces how many winners there were, and then there's supposed to be music and a graphic that plays, but uh-huh. often it comes late. And so he'll go like, you know, 128 winners, baby! And then he'll <laughs> dance, but he's wearing a suit. And like, if you the music doesn't just, come up, yep. it's literally... Very small frame for yeah. moving. But it's also so much clothing noise uh-huh. in, in just total silence in some studio somewhere in New York City. It's unbelievably charming. Use my code, Dave Holmes. I get an extra life. Sounds like a job that Dave Holmes could slay, frankly. Oh, I don't Host know. It seems like a lot of pressure, actually. Well, Because now there are up to a million people playing it at the same time. Oh, like God, everybody in my office in New York stops what they're doing and plays it. It's Any, just built into the Can you throw now. some more questions at me? Like anything that you nailed today that you were really um, proud of? The correct spelling of Coach K, uh, the, uh, the Duke um, basketball coach, no. which I actually did know just from being near the sports section. Coach K? Yeah, Coach Krizid. Uh, I don't know oh, how you oh, say wow. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm useless. Um, the final question – oh, the final question was what are the first three words of the second verse – of uh, the Star-Spangled Banner. And they oh, are yeah, on the shore. It take me too long. Yeah. They're on the shore. Well, it just sounds like a game I would lose immediately. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, listen. Surprising you, you, no I mean, one who I listens got, to this show. I got tremendously lucky. And I've been wanting to win for such a long time, and I'm so thrilled that I did, but I won $1.68 that I can't have. Wow. Until I win The pride and the glory in your face. I oh, can thanks. feel it in the thank room. Thank you. I'm yeah. beaming, right? I'm really proud of you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Use my code, Dave Holmes. I got an extra life. Uh, how about you? What's going on with you? Well, I got you to um, break your Riverdale cherry last night. Is that correct? No, I, had, I, I watched a few in the first season. Oh, you did? I did, yeah. Oh, I thought this was your first time. No, no. no oh, so no, no. it's not as special as I thought. Oh, shit. Well, I'm sorry. Oh. Well, I mean, it was my first time hearing about Jingle Jangle. Well, Jingle Jingle is 
the drug, I don't know if that's from the comics or what, but that's the street drug that's going there around Riverdale. can't be drugs in the, in the fucking Betty and Veronica double digest. Yes. Yes. No. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. But um, yeah, Jingle Jangle uh, is, has run amok and is destroying the town. So what is it? Is it meth? Is it Molly? That's the thing. That's the smart move is that you get to sort of allude to that, but you don't know. Do they snort it? Do they shoot it? Do they, I think they take it as a pill. I don't know. Because they make reference or they made reference last night to yeah. meth. So they are, I mean, they're two different things. I just don't right. know if it's as damaging. As yes. Meth. And I think that's right where they want you. Is that you're not, you're not too, too scared for them, but also you're a little concerned. Okay. But, I also, I saw part of an episode where everyone was doing jingle jangle, even Archie, which was shocking to me. Oh yeah. But I guess Betty wasn't. I don't know. I don't know if she has yet. No, she okay. was just judging everybody else for it. Here's the <laughs> other thing is I've seen every episode, but I find it very hard to retain. I mean, this is literally a show. Not, I mean, adults love it, obviously, but this is a show for teenagers. Yes. And I have trouble holding on to the storyline sometimes. Sure. Which makes me wonder what's going on with me. Um, I guess the theme of this episode is like what's happening with me mentally. But um, I like last night was like asking Michael all these questions about it. He was like, this has all been explained very clearly. He was like concerned that you I couldn't follow this. Yeah. So I'm I guess when I'm I, I'm here to catch you up, but also okay. keep in mind. I don't understand the show. Okay. I guess the gist of it. Well, as to use a word that one of the characters used last night, it is Byzantine. Yeah. It is, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And everybody talks like um, uh, an adult. Like yeah. everybody talks like a, a really wicked adult. <laughs> That's what these you know? are, is a bunch of wicked adults. And that I think is why Dynasty is not doing so well. Well, two reasons. One, the world is Dynasty. Now. Exactly. So like yep. we go to Your TV theory to on that really yeah. blew some, some doors open in my okay, mind. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks. And then also we have teenagers doing this. On TV and all doing the time. It beautifully. Doing it really well. We have since Dawson's Creek. We don't need adults. Yeah. We don't need Grant Show. You've had your moment, Grant yeah. Show. Move um, away. Uh, you, but you didn't get to the Versace. I didn't show. get to the Versace. Tell me everything. I'm not going to tell you everything because you should, you should discover it on your own. But I, I will say this. Um, Ryan Murphy absolutely nails the 1990 closeted Catholic boy rugby shirt color palette. Oh, wow. It is – Perfect. Which is back. It's, I guess it is back. Yeah. You get your burgundy. Uh-huh. You get your mustardy yellow. Mm-hmm. You get your, your deep mossy green. green. Yes. yes. All working together in concert. Yeah. On all the shirts hanging up in your closet if you're Andrew Kinnett. Those were my foundational colors sure. in junior high. Absolutely. And a, and a navy. What a cross-colors time it was. Yeah. Um, it is very interesting. I feel like it's going to become confusing because they're telling the story in a weird, uh, the timeline is not... It doesn't hold together. Like, it's, they're jumping all around the timeline. Right. And on top of it, like, the narrator – like, Darren Chris doesn't narrate it, but it is basically told from the point of view of Andrew Cunanan for most of it. And what you learn about him right away is that what he tells you is not true. Uh, so you're never quite sure what really happens. Sounds like another show I may not be able to follow. You might not be able to follow it. But it is – it is a that it all is a, of these things would be over my head? No, you'll like it. You'll like no, it. I'm going to love it. You're going to love it because it is <clears throat> truly a deep dive into 90s gayness. Oh, it really is. A time before apps. A time oh. before laptops. A time, you know, when it was – Oh, I think it's a, a time before abs. A time before abs. There has been no time before abs. <laughs> Never. Apparently. I've seen the, the 1960s Fire Island pictures. <laughs> abs have haunted us for generations right. and will continue to for generations to come, my friend. Uh, but no, I, I recommend it. I think it's really good. Darren Chris is fantastic. 
Um, I can't wait. Tyler Coates, our culture editor at Esquire, says that Darren Chris is so convincing um, because he might be psychotic uh-huh. in in the way of all heterosexual musical theater guys. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you are kind of a stranger in a strange land. You're a shapeshifter. You have to be flirty. That's part of your business, but you're never going to give it up. Yeah. You know? Or maybe you are, and you're always going to wonder, am I going to be the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, you leave everybody around you wondering. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what – oh, God in heaven. Sorry oh, Jesus Christ. David, go go. Put it in. Put it in silent <sighs> mode. Put it in discreet. Did I tell you about my uh, my trip to the uh, to Hearst Castle? No. This is real quick. Uh, I went with a friend. Uh, up, uh, he had a convertible. He had a Corvette, and we went up uh, the the PCH, and uh, and we stopped at Hearst Castle and took a tour. And our our, uh, our tour guide, I'll never forget his name. His name was Ryan Passwater. 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 You Great. do not forget a name like that. Yeah. And he gathered us all together, and he was like. All right. Uh, before we start, let me uh, say a few words about what I expect from you uh, wow. as, as my guests. Um, and he pulled his phone out. This was flip phone time. And he said, uh, put your phone on discreet. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to make any noise while I'm telling you what's going on. Mine is on discreet. Okay. That's just common respect. Uh, yeah. Put your phone on discreet. This is the only time I've ever heard someone say, put your phone on discreet. <laughs> and he said it a thousand times. And then, we, and then he said, now ask questions. I can't be talking the whole time. So think of questions. Think of good questions while we're in all these rooms. It's like, all right, fine. The pressure's on. So we, we go from room to room and nobody really has any questions because yeah. he's you know, a decent tour guide. And also it's like, here's a pretty room. Here's a pretty room. Here's a pretty room. Yeah, we like, know what we're in for. Yeah. Oh, what's, what, what are that, what's that plate for? It's for eating. It's for eating food. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like by the fourth or fifth room, uh, like he says his spiel and whatever and he goes, all right, any questions? And there were no questions. He goes, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable, and walks to the next room. So now we're all like in the tour guide, in the tour group, like feeling inferior. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. We're not bringing our A game to this tour. Mm-hmm. So in the next room – uh, it's, it was the uh, it was a room that uh, that William Randolph Hearst used, and it wasn't quite as grand as as the bedroom that we had just been in. That, that was for guests and whatever. So finally, somebody's like, uh, "I have a question." Oh, great! Finally, what's your question? Is uh, well, I mean, this room is a little more modest than the one that we just saw. Why didn't he take the the bigger one? And Ryan Passwater goes, ah, "I'm I'm not him. I don't I don't know." Wow! And leaves. Wow! Yeah, and we have to go to the next room. It was very tense. It was very tense. Wow. I would say if you go to Hearst Castle, ask for Ryan Passwater by name. We should uh, take a break and come back with we our should. guest, Ryan Passwater. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we'll be right back. Dave, did you know that the average family visits five websites before booking a vacation rental? Oh my God, I know I do. I know I'm, I'm on I'm on every website trying to get a good deal, trying to yeah. get a good flight, trying to have no stops. Oh boy, oh. what a bummer. You don't have to do that. You can spend less time planning your next trip and more time relaxing with Tripping.com, which is the world's number one site for vacation rentals. Well, I understand. Whether you're looking for a cabin to get away for winter, or you're planning your next beach vacation in Hawaii, or that vacation in Europe that you've had your eye on where mm. you will live like a local, Tripping.com can help you find the perfect place to stay. And vacation rentals offer flexibility, perks, amenities that the hotels do not. Mm-hmm. They've got multiple bedrooms, backyards, hot tubs, free Wi-Fi, fully stocked kitchens. You can have a quick bite on the go. You can plan, you can cook your meals. Great for families, great for large groups, great for everyone. For everybody. Uh, with Tripping.com, one search lets you filter, compare, and sort over 10 million available properties on trusted sites like VRBO, Booking.com, Trip, TripAdvisor. And you don't have to wonder if you're getting the best deal. You 
you know you will save an average of 18% per night, that really adds up. Yeah. After a few nights, that's 100%. Uh, by booking your vacation with Tripping.com. Yeah. You can spend less time planning your next trip, more time relaxing with Tripping.com, the world's number one site for vacation rentals trusted by millions of travelers and featured by the New York Times, Travel and Leisure, Forbes, which our president likes to get hit on the butt with, and plenty more. <laughs> the president likes to get hit with an with a issue of Forbes, yeah, says Storm right. D. That's tripping.com slash homo. We are back with our guest, comedian and the newly engaged, spoiler alert, yeah. Fortune Feimster. Fortune! Hi, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm happy to be here. At a very busy time in your career. Yes. Oh, it's it's going all right. Yeah. I can't complain. Yeah. You're running on all cylinders. Was that the phrase? No. However yeah. many cylinders I have. They're all running. <laughs> Four? I don't know. Am I like a car? <laughs> we were very lucky to snag you. You're shooting your ass off right now. I'm doing a new show. It's coming out March 8th. Tell us about the show. It's called Champions. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's for NBC. It's a sitcom for them. Him. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, starring Anders Holm. He's uh, mm-hmm. from Workaholics, and uh, I'm <clears throat> pretty stoked about the show because our main, our kind of main um, guy on the show is a 16 year old kid named JJ Tota. Oh from, my god! Uh, other I, I, uh, yes. movie, other people. other people. He's playing a, a gay teenager that um, his mom is Mindy, played by Mindy Kaling, and. Um, he, uh, she had a him with Anders' character, but Anders has been living in New York and hasn't really ever had a relationship with him. He wants to go to arts and music school in New York, and so she's like, "All right, he's your he's your responsibility now." So Anders um, has to now start raising him with kind of with his brother, yeah. Uh, and they own a boxing gym, and I'm a trainer at the gym, and a childhood best friend so we have two Amazing. gay characters a gay teenager a and a lesbian on network huh. tv groundbreaking I'm so excited yes that is so great yes so i'm excited about that yeah his i forget what he like did did his like lip sync number two in um other people but I don't it, he was, he, so, it was like was a not, moment of just seeing a star be born absolutely I mean, he's so and he's so good on this show I, i'm really curious to see how you know, people take to, you know, it's so hard to find audiences these days. Um, but hopefully they tune in because he's so good and he yeah. keeps getting better every week. Because, yeah. you know, when you're doing you know, shooting every day, you it's like you're practicing your mood, you're um, using this muscle a lot more. Yeah. And you can, and he's grown, he's grown up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think he's gonna really shine. Ugh. Yeah, he's fantastic. And you're fantastic. It's going to be a good combo, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And kids are going to see the show and have representation. Yeah, yeah. A, on both uh, the gay and lesbian side. Yeah, that's right. Uh, who, who was yours? Who did you, who did you see? And say, Gosh, like, oh, who did I see? I, am. I mean, when I was growing up, there wasn't much representation on TV. I didn't really start paying attention to, like, Will and Grace. But I'm not sure what year that came out. 98, a, a little bit later. Yeah. Um, I mean, I but love then, I love like, like Lily Tomlin, but I didn't know she was yeah. gay back back when I was growing up. Yeah, 
Um, but even when Will and Grace came around, were you like, okay, great, but like, where are the ladies? Yeah, yeah well, I'd seen Ellen, and sure. I remember when her cover came out on uh, was it Time? Mm-hmm. Uh, how like how crazy that was? Yeah. I was like, Whoa, what? Yeah, I was like, well, you know, Rosie's in love with Tom Cruise. So I'm glad someone's yeah. gay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because oh. Rosie's straight. Because yep. she's bucketed away in that group yeah. very cleanly and clearly, and uh-huh. that's not changing. Yeah, but I don't think gay stuff was on my radar till yeah. like, maybe college, because I was okay. from a small town. I was pretty naive to it. Right. I was definitely not aware that I was gay. Sure, sure. <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you watch now? What's, what's your comfort food on your screen? Well, my girlfriend, oh, fiance, uh, I have not gotten used to saying that. Um, we watch a lot of terrible TV, like like the Real Housewives shows. And stuff okay, like that, you know, okay. Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills uh, is Orange County. Good. Yeah, we watch all those. We have in the DVR the new Versace. Sh- um, okay, that one. Think you'll enjoy it. Oh um, my gosh, we oh uh, there's so there's so many I running blank. Um, Let me just ask you, who are your favorite and least favorite Beverly Hills Housewives? My Probably my most favorite is Lisa. Which Vanderpump? Lisa? Yeah. Wow. Because uh, she's a sassy bitch. Sassy <laughs> okay. Much. okay. And I like Kyle. She gets along with everybody. Um, you I like l- the classics. My least favorite is Dorit. No, thank you. Okay, see, I don't yeah. mind Dorit. I'm brand new to the franchise. Okay. Um, I am. I am watching it only... So to to share a language to with find somewhere to connect with me, <laughs> yeah, God bless him. Uh, so I, I'm I'm committed to watching this whole season of The Real Housewives of yeah. Beverly Hills. That's Lord. nice. Of I'm you. already behind one, mm-hmm. I think at least. Yeah, I, I don't remember what happened last time. You I can always miss one in. and not much. really be caught right. Back right. Up. <laughs> that's what I figure. Dorit was late. That's what happened. Yeah, that's next it. week they're gonna so. have they're gonna have confrontation about her being late. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, if, but if she was there, how would they know? You know what I mean? Like she truly is a different person every time she walks into the room. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Well, and her accent. I just yeah. like, who are you? It's hello, ladies, and she's not like British. I know yeah. her husband is, but yeah, and her she's hair changes. It's always she. She's dressing like a hooker this season. <laughs> yeah, she is. I don't cool. understand. You know, it's like mommy loves you. You know, tits hanging out. Sure. You're just like. What is going on? I am sympathetic to the accent thing because I hang out, I have dinner with John Butler, and by the end of it, I'm saying, weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you not, are? It's not, yes. It is oh, very wow. contagious. All right. So I get well, that. I, I'll try to give her a pass, but it, every week it freaks me out. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, it's weird. The worst. Do we have predictions about Teddy? Teddy, I think, unless she's, she's got to bring some drama or else she's going to be another Eileen. Yeah, she's yeah. got to go. You know? It, what doesn't work is when you come in and try to be like, I'm going to be the voice of reason. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no. You don't get to the choose that role no for yourself. Well, Kyle's sort of that. Yeah, and she's earned the right yeah. to be that. She's like cool with everyone. Right, right. For the most part. So she can kind of be like, all right, here's what, you know, you did this and it wasn't yeah. cool. And Teddy's just like, I'm going to, you know. But Teddy's a, um, what's it called? Accountability coach. That's true, which I love. Which is, as someone I know actually had gone to her a while Wait, back. What? No. What? Yeah, what? I was like, oh, it's a real thing. What was the process of working with Teddy? I, I didn't ask. I should have, because it was, it was like the end of us hanging out, so I didn't get to follow up. And it hadn't the show hadn't aired yet, so I wasn't oh. like 
curious about her yet. Uh-huh. Now I want to ask my friend what that was. But I'm dying to know because it she does make it sound like she literally just texts you and says like, "Hey, did you work out today?" And that's the whole. <laughs> Which like, yeah, what an amazing job I to know. just like be like, get off your ass and go run. Yeah, what a job like, that could only exist in this. I, my friend mm-hmm. said it helped her because she was trying to lose like a you know she had lost weight but couldn't get over that one last hump, uh-huh. and so she's like decided that's, to go to. <laughs> Got to go to Teddy. So Teddy did it. Now I am I am sympathetic to the idea of Kyle as the voice of reason, mm-hmm. but I have a grudge against her. Okay, and it is this: um, in one of the one of the clips that I have seen, just in passing from mm-hmm. past seasons, I think it was from a reunion. Like somebody somebody has an outburst at a reunion, and then they cut to Kyle, and she goes, "Angry Spice." No. Right, and I uh, that I she you can't come back from that for me. It's yeah, tough. that's that to me is just like well I got to say a quip here so I better and you know that it's one that she workshopped at home. She got yep. the kids around the kitchen island. She was just like I've got I've got some things that I can sprinkle in this season. Let me run them past you and they and they workshopped yep. them. Uh, and I just, I just feel like instead of saying angry spice, yeah. you could just say nothing at all. Yeah, just yeah. Do, don't try to be the funny one ever. No. that's another bad path to go down. They have a lot of bad road. like jokes. Yeah. in yeah. between things, I'm, I'm always curious who's writing those for them. Yeah, Oof. yeah, they definitely they get some girlfriends over. <laughs> they ply them with. You don't think you know, the producers Pinot Grigio stuff. I don't know. I wonder. I I think that I've always thought interviews. if I had stuck around West Hollywood and like really like planted my feet a little firmer in the like in the like gay bar scene of West Hollywood, Mm -hmm. I could have eventually maybe graduated to getting hooked up enough to like get to be the guy that, that like gets paid 50 bucks per joke to write like Lisa Vanderpump's talking head you jokes. Been or something. Yeah. You would have been much better than what they have. That would have and that would have been the right job for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do and the, you, the ceiling. Should we go to sexy unique restaurant and just hang out? Yeah. Oh, yes. And just be witty <laughs> sexy, together. Sexy unique one. Let's do a live show. Just that we should be good. As yeah, long we should as do it's that. sexy and unique. Yeah. Well, you know that's what sewer stands for. That oh really? Yes. <laughs> and there's a sign Even I know that. to remind you. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I did not sexy unique restaurant. Do you think I was just wow. suggesting a sexy unique that's restaurant? That's why I was like, okay, <laughs> pick a sexy unique restaurant and go there. I'm like, I would love to see what you you know come up with <laughs> I ha- never knew that's what it stood for so you've never been to sir sure. I have once okay it w- wasn't my cup of tea no. I guess it was not unique enough for you no no no, no. Uh, have, you been, have you been to pump I like pump it's pretty you know if you want a little drink it's yeah not bad okay. it's better than sir okay Good for some, uh, like a lunch that didn't then kind of devolves into some daytime drinking. Sure. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. You're like, this is way too expensive for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, just, I don't like the food. Okay. I feel like pump is just 80% uh, mimosas. You know, yeah. Like it's yeah. just a mo- full That's mimosa economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just get, you know, you get your $20 unlimited. And right. it's, you know, it's Sunny D and mm-hmm. some very low level Prosecco. Oh, Pure garbage. And, yeah. I'm, I'm and I love it. I'm impressed that Lisa actually shows up to her restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, because people, oh, yeah. that's what people want. 
Does she actually when she, the cameras are not there? Yeah, there. I've seen her there just chilling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seen well, her, seen Ken, seen Catherine. Remember uh-huh. Catherine? She was Teddy last year. Catherine. She was exactly like Teddy, except oh. she had like a hotter husband. Oh, um, I was thinking of the Sassoon chick. Mm, no. Oh, I know what Catherine might have been two seasons ago. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah. I okay. I know who you're talking about. I've lost me now. Anyway. What's uh, what did you grow up watching? I grew up. What was your appointment viewing? Um, I, well, my grandmother had HBO, and oh. we didn't. So I would like wait till my grandmother <laughs> was asleep because she was older, and I would be like, "Oh, she's asleep," and I would scoot my chair in front of the TV so that my uncle, who was in the next room, couldn't see what I was watching. And I would always try to like watch like Taxi Cab Confessions oh, yeah. or like some sort of like you know m- rated R yeah, movie, real, real Porky's and yeah, stuff sure. like that. So I was always trying to get into the naughty shows, um, but then you know, at light light shows. I always I like loved SNL. I watched that like every weekend. My, I would watch reruns of the Carol Burnett show with my grandmother. Mm, uh-huh. So I did watch a lot of comedy, um, and weirdly enough, I watched like. So many African American shows. All like that was all I watched. I love like Martin, Living Single, A Different World. Yeah. Like that was my jam. All of those shows I was like saw every single episode. Those were the best oh, yeah. sitcoms on the air. At the yeah. Time. They were really? amazing. I mean, unless it was, you know, Seinfeld and Cheers and stuff, which mm-hmm. is kind of, you know. Yeah, that was what I watched. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like Cosby show too. Not really the Cosby show. Yeah, I think I started then, like different world yeah. era. This is a, this is a question for the table. Were you ever turned on by an episode of Real Sex? <laughs> I was all like some key party episodes. Yes. Like old weird people. Always old weird people. All I, all I can yeah. conjure is just like like interviews with sex workers, and yeah. it just seemed kind of sad. But they seemed cool. Sure. You know? But no, there was nothing there for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I was turned on by it. I was just no. more intrigued. Like, oh, those are boobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. A pretty unsexy show. <laughs> it, was a, it was a clinical and unsexy show. Yeah. And there was no gay shit on it. What? I yeah. mean, not, none that I can remember. I remember <clears throat> the man on the street stuff. Where they like people, right, you know, yeah. on some drunk people on some corner in Miami would talk uh-huh. about the sexiest thing they did. They'd be or at a loud bar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my husband, we like to go out and just, you know, party and meet some other couple sometimes. And the what? husband is there and he's mortified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I also remember uh, a whole thing about people sitting in cakes. It was called Splashing. I didn't see Sitting that. Sitting in cakes. Sitting in cakes. It was called Splashing. Oh. And, and the song that accompanied it was called Splash Me Baby. <laughs> it's a true story. And it I did not see that out. one, but I would have been aroused. Yeah. Well, they got to sit in cakes before they got to gay people. That's how yeah. backwards it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like masquerades or something, you know, where they're all wearing <laughs> masks. Eyes wide shut yeah. kind of business. That's so funny. Love it. Uh, who are you liking on Saturday Night Live now? Um, I mean, I always love Kate McKinnon. Yeah, She's of a given. Um, my friends just got hired on the show. Chris Red is his name. He's so great, and he's really funny. He was he played my best friend in um, when I did a pilot. I had my own pilot that we shot a couple years ago, uh-huh. and he was living in Chicago and had not really done anything yet. And he submitted a tape and. I remember Tina Fey was the producer. She was like, oh, man, this kid, this kid's got it. This is like, he's good. He's, yeah, and we hired him. And fortunately, the show didn't pan out, but he's been, like, working pretty much ever since. Yeah, he's terrific. Yeah. 
They could they could sure use a fortune feemster, in my humble yeah. opinion. I tested twice for that show back in 2009 and 2010. It, well, did, it wasn't in the cards. I have a theory. They were like, she is a star. Too yeah. much of a star. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh-huh. that was it. It shines too bright for yeah. this ensemble. I don't, I don't know what ha- I don't know what the disconnect was. Um, I had that my first audition was better than my second. Um, and Marcy Klein was very much like we we're all we really want you. I could tell Lauren was not quite sold. Yeah, for whatever reason, I think it was a little too gay for him, a little too masculine in my comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, they had not had a gay cast member in a while. Kate was not there yet. Um, but she's not very, you know, she's pretty feminine. Yeah, she's for not leading lesbian. with, like, yeah. gay, capital I, G. I right? can't, it's not, you know, it's just a part of me. It's what I look like. It's how I carry myself. And I just don't think it, res- you know, my thing. Or maybe my comedy just didn't resonate with him. Mm. And, you know, just wasn't meant to be. Well, his loss. His loss. He's a dummy. <laughs> He's a dummy. Fuck you, Lorne. Fuck you, Lorne. <laughs> on that uh, note. I want to do uh, things with Beck Bennett. On that, on that <laughs> oh, note. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Is he oh, awesome. oh He's that's great. so funny. He's great. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to do stuff with him. Yeah. Oh, you, know, you just, oh, you just want to like hang out. I mean, sex stuff. Like, yeah, yes, sex definitely stuff. sex stuff. But, but then I'd also just like, like hang out. Frisbee but around. settle yes. for a chat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Go get a Nerf gun from the I mean, store. That, yeah. Put that it is together. a Play sturdy, uh, sturdy body. He, yes. Yeah. yeah. Thick, thick, thick. And yeah. I love Mikey Day. He's one of my good friends. Yeah, he's oh, great. And he's such a great writer. Like, He writes so much of the stuff. I do miss the... The Chris, um, the guy that wrote other people, Kelly. He, yeah, Kelly. I really miss his voice on the show. Yeah. yeah, they left to do their own. Him and Sarah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So they have their own show coming out on Comedy Central. So they left, and I can really tell they were the ones that wrote all those really fun, like um, the videos music for the videos women, for yeah. uh, for um, eighty, and uh-huh. like I, I miss that fun, spunky, yeah. like silly. Stuff. Yeah, I mean the 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 group of women they have right now, or, or especially had like during Chris Kelly's time, was mm-hmm. killer. Yeah, and he knew, and they knew how to write yeah. to them. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, Mikey's a great writer. He's he's a little more like loves than like nerdy like. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, comic book type of things. Yeah. So it's more, you know, catered towards guys, but yeah. he, you know, writes great Thank stuff God for women something too. something is finally, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's his world. That's what he knows. Yeah, yeah. You kind of just no, write what hilarious. you know, but it, it was nice having the combo of him and then Chris and Sarah. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully they get uh, some somebody back in there like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite thing of Chris Kelly was the uh, the Christmas Mass Spectacular. It was a few years ago, and it was like it was all the things that you see going back home for like Catholic Christmas Mass, Uh but it was done in the style of like a gathering of the Juggalos video. So it was like three rows of little Filipino women. (laughs) This must be their church because they're all here. Like it's it's really, really, really funny. And it's so Chris Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, they need a a, a male gay writer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're available. And Chris Kelly, we'd like for you to come on the show. Yes, yes, he's so fun. I've never met him. He's but oh, he's so great. Such a, I'm such yeah. a fan. Yeah, he's a good dude. We well, take a break. Yeah, and then we really will be back with. Oh, I forgot his name. 
The, your tour guide. Piss, oh, right, piss water. water. Ryan Passwater. Piss water. <laughs> I, he must uh, have so much in high school. What was his last <laughs> name? Ryan Passwater. I said. Which, I, mean, I said piss water. Which is, which is an improvement on yes. his name. <laughs> basically, it conveys the same thing. I wish someone's last name was piss water. <laughs> okay, we'll be back. Today's show, Matt, is supported by Sony Pictures Classics, presenting oh. Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your What? Oh, Call Me By Your Name. Say it loud, and it's like almost like praying. I don't remember exactly how the song goes from West Side Story, but you know that we love that movie yeah. so much. Uh, it was directed by Luca Guadagnino. Timothée Chalamet, we now know how you say that, thanks to Louis Pietzman. Um, uh, Army Hammer is in it, is the most beautiful, uh, most perfect human being I've ever seen. Michael Stuhlbarg. Oh, my God. And thanks to uh, this show, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. uh, the movie has won uh, Best Director, yep. Best Picture of the Year from the Los Angeles Film Critics Association. Yeah, we definitely got the the the, the chatter going. Yeah. You know no I mean? gay person was aware of it until this podcast. <laughs> until we opened our mouths about it. Uh, Mark Harris of Slate says, after we mentioned it, I've been waiting my whole life to see one movie about same-sex first love that was not on some level about othering, ostracism, or the oppression of homophobia, a love story that isn't also a de facto issue movie. And Peter Travers from Rolling Stone says, four stars, highest rating, an emotional tale of first love. There's magic in every frame. Call Me By Your Name is one of the very best movies of the year. It's based on the book by Andre Asimon. Screenplay by James Ivory, who did all those fancy movies with Emma Thompson. A delightful uh, movie to see, even if you're seeing it next to your mom during the peach scene. Even then... An incredible viewing. Call Me By Your Name is now playing everywhere. Go get it in your eyeballs. Everybody, there's a new show on Stitcher Premium. It's called Jessamine Explains It All. Yes, it's an advice and lifestyle show about the realities of living the, uh, quote, yoga lifestyle in the 21st century. Uh, Each episode has interviews with her friends about facets of our intersectional identities in the 21st century. Think of it as the yoga of real life. From politics to sexual identity to gender identity. So much more. Yes. She'll answer all of your questions about the yoga of your life. So you can call the listener hotline at 984-329-2185. Or you can email the show at info at jessamineexplainsitall.com. It's like Dr. Ruth meets the Reed podcast. I love both those things. Get into it. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash jessamine, J-E-S-S. A-M-Y-N. Use promo code HOMOPHILIA for a one-month free trial of Stitcher Premium. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're back with with Fortune fortune Theme Stranger. That's a good song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We worked on (laughs) that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. Our melodies and harmonies. Our exquisite. Fortune, we know that you're engaged. I am engaged. And we know that you've told this story on other podcasts nobody listened to. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay. But can you tell us the story? I just can't. I mean, there's not much to it. I mean, we kind of, she knew it was coming because we lived together and we'd talked about it and we had her dad's a jeweler so he sent us to a diamond guy to look at stones so she had looked at some potential stones so Mm. she knew it was in the cards Um, and I had wanted to take her to a place called San Ysidro Ranch Uh a beautiful place up in Montecito which unfortunately just got destroyed mm-hmm. uh, by the mudslide. San Isidro is like in pieces, but it's just oh, like God. 
gorgeous place um, that we went to early on in our relationship, like earlier than you should take someone that you've just started dating. But I didn't know how romantic it was. And so my my plan was to kind of come full circle and propose to her there. I thought that would be really sweet and like uh, special, but all the fires were happening, so it closed down for a month. Um, and so I had to like last minute shift my plans. Yeah. So ended up going up to Big Sur, a place up there called Post Ranch Inn. Oh, I've been. Yeah. That is real, real nice. So it's really pretty. It was raining the whole time, but it made it seem kind of cool. It was like foggy, oh, yeah. and there was like, you know, the fog over the mountains was really cool. And, um, so we just, you know, had like a nice a uh, couple days there, and we went to dinner the last night, and I, I had him put like rose petals in the room and like champagne and oh chocolate God. strawberries. Fortune. And um, wow, but it was so funny because I asked the waiter, I was like, "Hey, can you do you mind checking to see if like because uh, I had set all this up by email, I hadn't talked to anyone." And I was like, do you mind, like, just check, having someone check with the front desk to make sure everything's good? And he and he's, like, like acted like this is, like, a big covert operation. And he's like, okay, I'm going to call. And then I'm going to come over to the table. And then I'm going to look at you really discreetly. And I'm going to give you a thumbs up behind her. And if I give you a thumbs up, that means everything's a go. But if I don't... Then I'll pull you out. I'm like, okay. You're like, I'm more nervous now. Yeah, than I was, I was like, oh my god, he's gonna fuck this up for me. <laughs> and then, so he kept kept coming by the table and wasn't giving me the thumbs up. And I was like, oh man, oh, no. I wonder if it's a no go. And then finally, he like puts down her soup or something, and he looks at me. He like goes behind her, and they're like a really like lingering over her oh, in a weird <laughs> oh, way, god. and it's like. Puts this big thumb up in the air, like over her head. She's kind of like looking over, her, like what's <laughs> happening? And I'm like, okay, okay get, get away from my here. girlfriend. <laughs> and um, so then uh, we, <laughs> so once I was done, I was like, oh, that's you know, it's all good. And I had told him I had like chocolate covered strawberries in the room, and um, he kept trying to get her to. to to get a dessert. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care if she gets the dessert, but she's like, I don't really want her. Are you sure? And I'm like, so it made her think that I was had put the ring in the dessert. Oh, right. So then she's panicking, looking at me like, should I get one? I don't know. And I'm like, you don't have to. He's like, they're really, and I'm like, dude, quit trying to make her get a dessert. <laughs> so she thought it was going to happen then. Yeah. It didn't. So we went to the room. And then we walk in, and uh, the, she, you know, they had like, it was like battery powered tea lights because they need to be safe. Uh-huh. So, so they're very dim. <laughs> she couldn't really see. Like, she's like, what's on the floor? <laughs> I don't understand. And then I got really awkward, and it was just like, hey, um, so, you know, you have all this stuff planned out yeah. in your head, and then it just all went out the window. Wow. But I thought I would be like smoother. I was kind of a like dork. Yeah. <laughs> Were there tears? Um, I don't remember. I was so like, I don't. Not for, she was more like, oh well, God, this is. Yeah, she you was know, like, wow. it's so dark. I don't yeah, think you're don't proposing. Think but this is happening. Um, I might have gotten like a little teary eyed, but I wasn't like bawling or yeah, anything. Yeah. Sounds like you were out of your body. I was out of my body. Yeah. yeah, that's the best way to describe it. It was more of just like, 
I didn't. I I was. I was like, this is different. You know, you yeah. see it in movies, mm-hmm. and you want everything to be perfect. And the OCD in me is like, the, the rose petals are white. They're not red. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm looking yeah. around like the tea lights are dark. And yeah. <laughs> the perfectionist in me is just being like weird instead of just like thinking about what I want to say. Oh, I love <laughs> it. How did you meet? Um, we met in Chicago uh, two and a half years ago uh-huh. uh, at Gay Pride. Come on. Yeah, we had mutual friends and just kind of started chatting there. Yeah. They have like a big lesbian event every year. They have a really nice gay community in Chicago. Yeah, they do. Very active community. And um, the lesbians all have an area they hang out in. And so this group of lesbians throw a big event every year for Pride. And Uh so I knew those those girls and they they're like why don't you come through you know you know i, I wasn't working or anything they're just like my best friend lived in chicago i was like yeah that sounds sounds like fun uh-huh. so it was like all by chance it's beautiful was it at a party or was it, it- was at that event it was at yeah, the yeah. pride event just just stand- i had got i'd been there like 15 minutes i was just standing around kind of when the crowd's part watching the dj sort of and the and she just walked over with her friend and her friend wanted a picture, and Jacqueline knew I was a comedian, but she was not. She doesn't really know any TV, but she didn't really care. Yeah. And her friend's like, "I really want a picture." And I was like, "Just go ask her." Like, who cares? Her friend's like, "I don't want to." She's like, "Come on!" So we just went, and I, I was like, "Oh, this girl's cute," but they're probably together. So yeah. I didn't think anything about it, and then Jacqueline came back like. Ten minutes later, it's like, oh, our picture's awful. And I was like, oh, she likes me. Mm-hmm. And so I normally don't have much confidence with women, but because I just assume she's coming back to flirt with me, I was, like, more confident. Uh-huh. In hindsight, <laughs> she's like, no, the picture was awful. <laughs> I really just didn't want my friend to post this awful picture of me. And I was like, oh, wow. okay. So really, we could, we could thank that friend for being a terrible yeah. photographer. Yeah, that's all that's from that friend. We And we just kept running into each other that whole night. And my friend knew her. I was like, she, is she cool? Is she crazy? Yeah. Because, um, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Exactly. So then you have like a like a, like a a extended weekend fling yeah, in so Chicago? Yeah, so we hung out that whole time, that whole weekend. And then she went to Italy for like the next three and a half weeks with her mom. They were just like taking a trip. And we ended up texting like every other day. Yeah. And uh then I just kind of was like, hey, do you want to come to L.A. Uh, to hang out? And, and never she, leave. She was like, okay. And then it hit us both the night before. Like, I don't really know this person. Yeah. We're about to spend you know, the next few days together. Oh, my God. So when we fir- when she first got off the plane, we were both like, Oh, oh my God! Hi. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be in my home. Yeah. For a few days. So it could have, and that was the week I took her to San Ysidro Ranch. It could have gone. That was it. That was the wow. week. I, I. It was the end of the week. I was like, oh, we'll just go up to this place. It seems cool. I had no idea how fancy it was, how romantic it was, <laughs> and she was just like, "Thank God we like each other, or this yeah. could have been." Awful. A real disaster. Yeah. Had you ever done anything like that before? No. Had she? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Oh. Okay. She's had a lot of. She's had a lot of girlfriends. Oh, okay. So I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I I was like I date. I've 
dated plenty. I had she's my first like serious girlfriend. Yeah. Um I you know, kind of put all my eggs into my career basket. Sure. And LA's a tough place, you know, you just dating is hard. It was hard to find somebody that like wanted to commit. They were all kind of like, um, yeah, this will be fun for now. You know, they didn't say that, but right. just the attitude of like, yeah. hey, let's just date, you know? I uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna be in a thing or it's like okay. Yeah. Just kinda take what you can get. Yeah. Cause you're, am I right? You're that you're coming out kind of coincided with like your the beginning of your comedy career. Yeah, I came out um, probably like a year before I started to stand up, so it was pretty pretty early on. And how did it go with your family and everything? They were super. They were super cool. I mean, luckily I come from a a long line of liberals, even though we're in the South. Um, I mean, my mom was only like kind of. Just like, oh, I don't want your life to be hard. Right. I don't yeah. want to be difficult. And that, she's like, that worries me. And so I think, and also I think for your parents, they're having to readjust their vision for what your life is going to be. Right. And um, so she just had to kind of do some readjustments right. on that. And it was a little easier because I had already moved to L.A. And so she already... Knew my life was different. I was like, oh, I'm 3,000 miles away. You know, I'm in a big city. I'm trying to be a comedian. Already my life is, uh, you know, not conventional. Um, and uh, she asked me a couple times, like, the next, over the next, like, two years, are you sure? Uh-huh. You know, have you just not met the right guy? <laughs> but now she's, like, president of my hometown P-Flag. Come on. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love how She was, that like, working on the state level for a while, too, for them. Yeah. Um, so she's pretty involved. Like, she goes to gay events all the time. People will tweet That's me, so like, cool. I just saw your mom. Oh. What's her name? Ginger. Ginger, we salute you. Ginger Feimster. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Cute. I love her. GBR. Yeah, she's, she's got the gay flag on her car, oh. you know. She's, yeah. She's, she's, she's uh, all for gay pride. <laughs> she got like she, They go to, like... The Charlotte Pride Parade, they're the people, they like stand, you know, when the, you have the little gaggle of people telling us we're going to hell. Sure, sure. Uh, at every Pride Parade. I'd love to see um, them. Her P-Flag group is one of the groups that stands in front of them, holds, and holds signs towards the gay people, like, you're loved. Yeah. We support you as they walk by. So I'm, I'm pretty loved. Come on, Ginger. Yeah. So she's, she's pretty great. Honorary mother of this podcast. Truly. Yes. Ginger. Ginger. So um, after, did, did did you have, did you do a big gay anything after you came out? Were you like, well, got to round up some get ladies, my, get my go toaster. out, I got to do something? <laughs> um, I, when I came out, I did not know any gay people. I did not really? have any gay friends. In I didn't LA? have any friends, really. Yeah, I was two years in L.A. Um, and it was, what years are we talking? Uh, this is two thousand. I moved here in 2003, so this is 2005. Okay. And I just had not made many friends at all. It was just a hard place to meet people. Um, so I came to the realization I was gay, and I was like, and I never kissed a woman, which is crazy to me. Um, and I was just like, all right, I gotta find, I gotta find some gay friends. I need to, I need like a gay. You know, fairy godmother yeah. to sort of show me the way. So I, I like started signing up for like 
things where I thought gay people would be, uh-huh. <laughs> like softball league, uh-huh. uh, soccer league. I took. I even did an African drumming class. What's, I, the, what's the uh, What's the thinking there? What's the, the logic hip, there? Like hippie. Oh, I see. Oh, sure. You know, okay. kind of like there's got to be some lesbians yeah. in Venice. Sure. Um, Any luck? In Venice. When you went there, what's that? Any luck? One of my so. I ended up meeting two lesbians there, and yeah. they were kind of my fairy gay godmothers. They taught me; they kind of showed me the the way of the gays. What did they show you? Just like hanging out with them. Like one of them was in a relationship, so I got to see like because uh, you know growing up, anyone that was gay was in the closet yeah. or um, you know married to a it was a man, a gay man married to a woman or something, you mm. know. And so I never got to see a real gay relationship. Being just normal, and yeah. I got to just witness them as normal people, and that m- made a big difference. And just going out, they would we'd go to there was a bar back in uh, the valley back in the day called Moon Shadows, a lesbian. Oh, yes, in the Moon Shadows. Yeah, so I go play pool and just you know just being around lesbians, you just kind of <laughs> yeah. learn. And then softball helped a lot too. There was a lot of it was a gay league, uh-huh. um, so we would like travel a lot for softball and I would get to and then in other cities I would go to gay bars with them so I just kind of learned yeah. the culture through these people you went to gay grad school essentially yeah you were on a gay softball league come on I but I was still kind of dating when I was like going out with women or liking women who were confused about their sexuality that was like okay. my journey for the next two years after that because oh. I guess that's kind of what you know. Yeah. When you're in the closet. Sure. Having feelings that, you know, aren't reciprocated. Yeah. Like, this kind of reminds me of, like, somebody from college, and yeah. I wasn't sure if this could ever be something. Maybe mm-hmm. it can be now. We're, like, uh, sleeping in the same bed and rubbing each other's arms, but we're nothing out. You know, it's For like— hours. Yeah. It's like, just that, like, innocent, naive kind of, like, thing I was still doing. And then finally I, like, was like, what? I'm gay. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you can be— in a real relationship now yeah. with an actual gay person. So it took me a minute to break that mold. Sure. That's such a, that's such a like tantalizing place to be. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. painful, it's but so, it's exquisitely painful. Totally. It, yeah. It, there's something like really invigorating about it, but it is so painful. Sure. You're just like, just l- longing for someone oh. and you know, but nothing makes you feel more alive than rejection. I know. Yes. There's something like really messed up about it. Yeah. But you know, uh, analyzing every, every word. Yeah, everything and everything's such a big deal. Yeah. And trying to create so many scenarios and like what what's the right combination of substances and, and like yeah. circumstances to like, you know, make this this thing finally happen. Yeah, all that angst uh-huh. towards them. Yeah. They're like, What? I'm just going out with a guy. You're like, Yeah, well, I don't like him. <laughs> they're like, why? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It just he has bad energy. <laughs> like what? Oh God! Been there. Oh, God, it was a crush me. Sure. And you know what? I probably saw you do comedy for the first time not too long after this. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. And you're and I remember seeing you. I don't remember exactly where it was, but I remember seeing you and you telling a story about 
like just having friends mm-hmm. in high school that you just wanted to have yes. around. Yeah. And like, and like not the punchline of it, but the, the line at the end, like your mom was confused as to why she was coming to oh, spend the night. Yeah. She's my best friend. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, uh, just in those yes. few words and in the uh, way you delivered them, you explained so much of my adolescence. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it was like you had an enormous amount of wisdom about your I, life yeah. and that you gained very quickly. Well, someone had to point it out to me because I was telling that story. I think I was taking like an acting class or something. Mm-hmm. Someone was asking me about my gay journey. Uh, I like to call it my gay journey. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, what I wanted to call this show, but. <laughs> gay journey. <laughs> my gay journey. Um, and I had said, you know, they were like, you know, did you not know in high school or college? I was like, no, I would just like, you know, hang, be really close to girls and. And yada, yada, and I would be all about them. Anything they did, like, freaked me out. And my mom couldn't understand it. You know, she'd be like, why do you get so upset when your friend Michelle goes out on dates with guys? And (laughs) I would be like, Mom, she's my best friend! (laughs) You don't get it! Oh, my God. And they started dying laughing. And I was being dead serious. And I was like, what are you guys laughing at? They're like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard and it, and then a new joke was born yeah. like, which kind of that joke sort of got you know was my representation yeah, of my comedy card. for a while yeah yeah indelible I mean I, I remember it's yeah. so I mean it's got to be a decade yeah I mean and it and it did like, encapsulate everything from my experience of unrequited love. <laughs> sure. There's also like a little glimpse of like a lot of anger, mm-hmm. which I don't feel like we see from you these days. Am I wrong? No, I mean, I was never an angry person, but I definitely had angst in college about these friends. I was yeah. definitely more intense about these friendships than I should have. Like a, that a normal straight person, I mean, a gay person would not have had that, you yeah. know, because yeah. I couldn't put it on anything. I couldn't come to terms with it. It just kept snowballing falling inside of me. Mm-hmm. So by the time I did come out, I remember it was such a weight lifted off my yeah. shoulders, which was interesting that it coincided with sort of the time I started to stand up because I felt like a new person. Yeah. I just felt like I could conquer the world all of a sudden. I was just like, whoa, this is a sort of peace I have never had before. Yeah. And then I just it just kind of was like, here we go. Yeah. You did it right. You really did. Yeah. You I, you seem like someone who trusts their gut, and you should, because it I is do. taking you to great places. I do. I feel in a weird way that I'm on some sort of journey. I don't know why. I've felt that way my entire life. I, I feel like there's—I know this is cheesy, and everyone has different belief systems, but for some reason, I feel like I'm being guided in some weird way, and I just try to follow the path and— not freak out too much when things don't work out and just trust that whatever else is supposed to come will f- find its way into the path at some point. Yeah. So that's been helpful in this business, especially because you get a lot of no's. In dating, I would get a lot of no's sure. for a long time. So you just always hope that things would kind of find their place. So I always just kind of stick to that thing like, okay, I'm on the journey. I'm on mm-hmm. the journey. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what happens also kind of feels like you just event you finally were like okay i'm just gonna do what's like uh not easy isn't the right word but it kind of was it's kind of sort of like it does feel like you were meant to be a comic and so it's kind of just like a 
you, you finally sort of like gave into that instinct and you were meant, you know, to be gay. And yeah, kind of maybe. I, I remember seeing an improv show when I was 18 being like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I wanted so bad to do that. They were like, it was like comedy sports or something in Raleigh. Yeah. They're like, you too can do this, you know? And then I'm like, oh, they're like, come to our free workshop. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get to do improv. And I go to the the class. I love the class. And then they're like, for a small fee of $600, you know, and I was, I was broke. I was just yeah. like, I had to walk away from it. And I was like, I knew at that seeing it, I was like, this is something I'm supposed to do, but I just didn't have the money. And that seemed like a mountain of money at the time. Yeah. So I didn't go back to it again for five more years. And then I came to the groundlings and Mm. then I was like, this is so me, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So back in like college and in the post-college days before you came out, did did you try with guys at all? Not really. I I am a gold star. That for those of you who don't know, that means I've never, I'm a lesbian who's never slept with a man. Um, so I didn't go that far. Um, I, yeah, I was kind of asexual for pretty much ever. I mean, I would have some dates here and there with guys, yeah. and um, I went out with a Mormon for a minute, like a couple dates. Oh, wow. That's kind of a perfect situation yeah, for right? both of you. They have the underwear you can't yeah. you know, yeah. touch anything. But he got a second date. Yeah, second date. Um, but then he, like, sent me, like, that was back when you had the e-cards, or you could send, like, people flowers over, like, an e-card. Uh-huh. And on Valentine's Day, he sent me an e-card with roses. It, it, it was like, ro- he was sending me roses via the internet. Oh, my But God. they were yellow, which... Technically means friends. Uh-huh. Yellow. At least wow. back then you followed the, c- the color. colors of yeah. roses. And I just remember thinking, what does this mean? <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. He's sending me roses, but they're yellow. <laughs> and and then it just kind of, then he ended up liking a friend of mine. And it, that a was, male friend. Yeah, uh, no, he liked <laughs> a female friend. Okay. And that was the end of that. Well, there's a way. That's you know, I wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> a Mormon wife, I guess. <laughs> Have you any of the the women who you did really connect with before you mm-hmm. came out and were like angrily yeah. following their yeah. every move? What's your relationship? Are like they with gay them now? now? No, no, no. But I, I mean, yeah. But well, what's your? I am. What's your relationship with um, them post coming out? The the ones I the crushes never lasted. They weren't like super ongoing. Eventually, I would be like, okay, knock it off. Here, sure. these are my friends. It was just a um, free floating. Yeah, it was, it was a free floating longing that sort of bounced from person. So it was never like stuck on one person. There for was a long one time. that like really ripped your heart. No, out. no. Um, I'm friends. I mean, I'm f- friends with most of them. We'll you know they're married and we'll chat here and there. Um, and I've. Uh, never told them I like had a crush on them for a minute because it was like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, and then some some of those that happened in LA, um, one is a lesbian now. Okay. Um, one's married, you know, um, to but not to I mean to a man. Uh-huh. Um, and we chat sometimes. I have no ill will with any of them. Sure. You're just kind of like, okay, that was a fun part of our life. Moving on. Uh-huh. And um. But you always kind of wonder, like the one, the ones that were straight, like especially the L.A. part. 
um, like, why were they, why were we rubbing each other's arms and stuff? <laughs> yeah. If you're like, you know, I'm like, was that just like a woman closeness or is there like a party that's a little gay? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, so do you and your fiance have a sense of like what kind of married couple you want to be? I don't know. I mean, I like the version we are now. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope marriage that wouldn't change that. Um, and I what mean, is that? We have a a pretty like it's just a normal relationship, you know, where we love each other a lot and we respect each other, and we um, if there's a problem, we'll talk about it. We don't let it linger. Uh, we. Uh, are very comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. We really enjoy spending e- our time with each other. Um, and it's just like easy. Everything's yeah. pretty easy, which I never had before. It was always like dramatic with <laughs> people. And with her, it's just like, I know she's there. It's going to work out. If we have a fight, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And neither one of us have to blow up to prove it. You know, we're just like, well, you know, figure it out, you know, mm-hmm. or it just, or someone will crack a joke and the it, the fight will be over like immediately. And we don't even fight that much. Um, so it's just a really nice relationship. Like I feel like I have a teammate. Yeah. And I hope, you know, that we both hope that just is always the case, that we yeah. always have this, you know, easy, nice love Easy, nice love. Oh, another These good time. Some real hashtag relationship yes. goals. Yeah. Um, do you God. have a date? Yeah, we don't. We don't. We're not really in a hurry for that part because we live together. Yeah. we already feel very committed. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not going to be at least two years or so. I'm just not really wanting to plan a wedding right now. Yeah. Um, so we're just gonna enjoy engagement for a while. Let it ride, <laughs> yeah. But neither one of us are big like neither. I don't. Neither one of us grew up thinking about our wedding day. You know, we weren't those girls. So you haven't started those conversations, like. What, yeah. I mean, we toss. You know, we don't even know. Like, would it be in L.A.? Would it be a destination wedding? Would it be big? Would it be small? We have no idea. But it's just like. Our version of it might not be like the traditional version just because I don't think either one of us ever thought we'd get married. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to be here. It feel in a weird way, it feels like a little bit of a straight tradition, you know, because oh, yeah. it was I mean, it not is. our thing for until not too long ago. I think it passed the day before I met her, weirdly enough. Wow. Um, and so it just never was our thing. So it feels like we're following some sort of straight, I don't know, like thing. trajectory. Yeah. yeah. I mean, d- yeah. So you're not, you're not thinking like about having like dueling bachelorette parties or anything. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> no. not the way you're going to go. No, I don't think so. I don't know that we're going to be those typical brides, you know, yeah. that do all that bachelorette yeah. weekend stuff. Listen to your soul. It's gotten you yeah. this far, you know, that follow your instincts. I mean, she's still new to LA. Fit. You know, right. she's, um, a lot of her really good friends are still, you know, are in Chicago. She's in that first year and a half where it's just, 
it's hard yeah. to meet people. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see in two years if you know who her people will be here and get her on a softball league. That's what it get takes. Her take her to the African drumming class. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's, let's although I don't want it. her to meet a lesbian. I, you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Please. There's only one fortune themester. That's right. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being so honest. My pleasure. And so inspiring. Yes. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Many, many congrats. And yeah. Mazel tov on the engagement. Thank Very exciting. You. I'm glad we could gay it up together. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, gay people. <laughs> and straight people. Yeah, They're mostly fine. <laughs> Was that delightful? Ah, I mean, uh, I can see your fortune in my crystal ball here, and it's looking themestery. Uh, we should be so lucky to have a themestery future. What a delight oh and God. an angel. Yeah, I mean, I hate saying things like this because I feel like a parody of a Los Angeles person, but she has got the best energy. She really does. Oh, I just love her and always have. She's a star. She's a gat. Damn superstar. Thank you, Fortune Feemster. Thank you, Dana Wickens. Thank you, Ryan Connor. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, everybody at Earwolf. Uh, thanks, Ben Wise, for the music. Yes. Thank you, ABBA, for the music. Not on our show, but, but just in general. For general. Their music. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, we're on Twitter at HomophiliaPod. Yep. Also, there is a Facebook group or page or club or something. It's a club. Is it? Okay. I think so. I don't know how it works. Search uh, Homophilia Podcast. Yeah, you'll find it. Point. You'll find it. And again, I can't stress this enough. Go to HQ Trivia. It's an app for the uh, the iPhone or the Android. Mm-hmm. Use my name, Dave Holmes, as your uh, as your code. <laughs> I get a free life out of it. Maybe eventually I will win the $20 that it will take for me to pull it out and put it in my PayPal. I'm going to play it tomorrow for exactly one question, uh, which I will get wrong, and then listen. I will bail. No, you, please. Listen, <laughs> you'll do better than you think. Just trust your gut. Great. Trust your gut. Just like fortune. That's right. See you Um, next week, y'all. Bye. Well, Matt, I am ready to go home and check out this brand new Stitcher Premium podcast. Jessamine explains it all. Let's go. Let's do it. Because that is where Jessamine uh, explores the realities of living the, quote, yoga lifestyle in the 21st century. Uh Each episode will feature interviews with her friends about facets of our intersectional identities in the 21st century. Think of it as the yoga of real life. And then think, what does that mean? And then listen to the thing. Uh And then you'll understand. Uh, We're talking from politics to sexual and gender identity and so 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 much more she'll answer your questions about the yoga of your life just call the listener hotline at 984-329-2185 i'm copying that down could you say that one more time 984-329-2185 or email the show at info at jessamine j-e-s-s-a-m-y-n explains it all.com go to stitcherpremium.com slash jessamine and use promo code homophilia for a one month free trial of stitcher premium Hey there, folks. Do you like comedians from SNL, UCB, The Onion, and The Tonight Show? Are you curious about how germs control your brain or how human history is a big series of pranks? Well, hear that and more on the Cracked Podcast. That's right. Cracked.com is also a podcast hosted by me, Alex Schmidt, with guests who are comedians, novelists, scientists, live UCB audiences, and more. 
Every week we explore why life is fundamentally more interesting than you think it is, and we'd love to have you along for the ride. Search The Cracked Podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to get free, awesome, fun stuff that you'll like. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.